right, welcome back, guys, to our Harvest Valor podcast. Pastor Mike Jonker here, and we are coming off the heels of our 31st SoCal Harvest at Angel Stadium. Sunday night was an awesome night. Uh, you know, awesome's an overused word, isn't it? But it fits here. It was actually awesome Sunday night. The people showed up, and God showed up. There were over 40,000 people in attendance live at Angel Stadium. We had over 200,000 people join us uh, on our online audience at harvest.org. And the best number, over 6,000 people made professions of faith in Jesus Christ. 6,000 lives touched and transformed by the good news that Jesus loves them and died for their sins and offered them forgiveness and new life and new hope and the hope of heaven. Now, that's a biblical proportion, isn't it? 6,000 people. Where is this happening anywhere on the planet? We praise God that it happened here in Southern California, and we pray that God does more. You know, last week in Acts 2, we studied together how the church grew as they studied the Bible and lived according to the Bible and how they were constantly in prayer and in fellowship together and how they relied on the Holy Spirit's presence and power in their lives. And in Acts 2.42, it says, The Lord added to the church daily those being saved. Pastor Greg pointed out in his Sunday morning message that the word saved is a perfect word. Saved. Saved from sin. Saved from the consequences of many sins. Saved from the eternity in hell. uh, Yet saved for life and saved for God and his plans and purposes. Saved for heaven and eternity with God. Saved. That's really awesome. When we look in the book of Acts, Peter preached a message and 3,000 people were saved. One of the key things we need to remember is God isn't done with his church. The book of Acts is a record of the Holy Spirit working through people like Peter and Paul and others, men and women, and God is still doing this work now, today. Peter preached a message and 3,000 people are saved. Greg Laurie preaches a message and 6,000 are saved. You and I can share the message and people will be saved. Like Romans says, how will they hear unless someone tells them? And I want to focus our time in God's Word today in Acts chapter 3 on a person. I want us to look at a man who, like us, had a lot of potential, but also had a few bumps in the road to becoming all that God desired for him. I can relate to this. Maybe you can too. His name is Simon Peter. Peter was a fisherman who became not only an early disciple of Jesus, he became a leader in the church and an apostle, and at the end of his life, a martyr for Jesus. He died for his faith in Christ. He also wrote two of the epistles in the New Testament, First and Second Peter, and Peter spent a lot of time with Jesus. His brother Andrew actually brought him to Jesus after he had believed and then brought Peter to Jesus, and Peter believed. Man, that's a good brother, isn't it? Now, We know from the Gospels that Peter was a bit impulsive. We remember the transfiguration when Jesus appeared to uh, the three disciples. And Peter wakes up kind of out of a sleep and says, Let's build three tabernacles, one to you and one to Moses and one to Elijah. And there's a voice from heaven that just said, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Almost like saying, Peter, just be quiet, would you? But he was impulsive. He was eager. Remember when they were in the boat and there was the storm on the sea and Jesus appeared to them walking on the water and Peter was like, Lord, if it's you, permit me to come to you. And sure enough, he walked out 
on the water to Jesus. Of course, we know he began to sink, and Jesus said, oh, you have little faith. But, hey, at least Peter got out of the boat. But he was eager. He was eager to do something with and for Jesus. He was also a little prideful. Remember when uh, he said that though all will deny you, I will never deny you? But he, we know he did. He was kind of a mixture. He was courageous. We know that at uh, Jesus' arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Peter whipped out his little knife and cut off Malchus's ear. Yet he also was fearful in that he denied the Lord three times. And I think that's a lot like us. Sometimes we're courageous, but sometimes we're a little bit afraid. And, you know, we're a lot like Peter. But the thing is, in Acts chapter 3, we see a different Peter. And I want to look at this. So let's start reading in verse 1 of chapter 3. I'm going to read this. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple, the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John going about into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple walking, leaping, and praising God. Verse 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who was begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Can I say something? This took guts, actually more than guts. It's easy to just read through this and think, oh yeah, raise a layman, a disabled guy, someone who's handicapped. I have never done that. Have you? Peter sees and hears this guy begging as he has seen him before. He was there quite often. And he says, silver and gold have I none, but what I do I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this man gets up and it says walking and leaping and praising God. He's ecstatic. He had never walked before in his life. And now he's jumping around like Blake Griffin of the L.A. Clippers. I think anyone who believes that God created the heavens and the earth and everything else, the cosmos, the microscopic world, the animal life, plant life, even humans, would believe that God can heal his own creation. I do, because I believe he is the creator. But also because I see him healing people in Scripture, in the Gospels. Jesus healed the sick and the blind and the deaf, even raised the dead. I also believe that Jesus heals now. I have, I have seen this. Now, not in some weird church service with, you know, shaking and tapping people on the head. Honestly, some of this stuff is weird. But in Scripture, it tells us that healing does take place and can still take place. In James 5.14, it says this, If anyone among you is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. And in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. You know, we have the opportunity to pray for people quite often. We pray for miraculous healing. We pray for healing through medical means. We talk to people often who are healed. It's amazing. And God can heal however he chooses. 
sometimes instantaneously, sometimes gradually, like the blind man who Jesus spit in his hands and touched his eyes. And he said, I see men walking like trees. And Jesus then touched his eyes again. And the man could see clearly. So we see that Jesus healed differently in some cases. Ultimately, we pray for God's will. Sometimes God doesn't heal. Paul had a thorn in the flesh and he prayed in God and asked God to heal him. And God told Paul, Paul, my, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in your weakness. Paul said then, I'll boast more gladly in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest on me. Two modern day heroes of our faith who live by this day in and day out are Johnny Erickson Tata and Nick Vujicic. Johnny, who became a quadriplegic from a diving accident as a teenager, and Nick, who was born with no limbs. We see God not only impacting thousands through their lives of faith, but also seeing their joy and purpose as those who God said, my power will be made perfected in your weaknesses. Sometimes Jesus doesn't heal. Sometimes we don't understand the will of God entirely, but we pray for healing. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane prayed, Father, if this cup can pass from me, yet not my will, but thine be done. You know, we pray for healing and we pray for God's will to be done. And sometimes we don't know what God is going to do, but he tells us to keep seeking, keep asking, and keep knocking. And uh, as we always say, Father knows best. If you are sick, you should ask for prayer and anointing to see what God will do. Come to church. Come up and ask for the pastors and elders to pray for you. Maybe God will heal you from what's going on in your life or things that you are facing. So Peter reaches out and lifts this guy up in faith, and he is healed, and he praises God. This healing caused such a commotion that the people came out in droves, and Peter now gets to share with all of them about Jesus. He says, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? It's not us. But Jesus, in Acts 3.16, Peter gets to preach this message. And in verse 16, he says, And it's Jesus and his name, through faith in his name, that has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him and has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of his prophets that Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Wow, that's an amazing message. And it goes on. But, you know, this is a new and improved Peter, isn't it? What's the difference in Peter? What is the difference between this Peter who now has the faith to reach out and help someone be made whole physically and also has the faith to preach a message that will help people be made whole spiritually. What's the difference? We know Jesus had big plans for Peter. Even after the resurrection on that beach at the Sea of Galilee, he had told Peter to feed his sheep, to preach to the people, to take care of them, to nurture them. The difference, of course, for Peter was the resurrection, that Christ had risen from the dead. It proved to Peter the power of God. Now, Peter had seen Jesus heal people before, but now he was looking at the resurrected Christ, the one who defeated sin and death. Another difference was that 
Jesus restored and encouraged Peter to pick up the ball and get back in the game. I remember a football coach I had. His name was John Thornton. He was a great coach. He was fiery. Uh, he'd bark at us when we needed it like we always did. And then he'd pour into us and teach us how to be successful at our positions and work as a team. One football game I was playing in, I was playing running back, and we ran a crossbuck play that broke wide open. And I broke through the line and was was running toward the goal line. And, oh, man, I, it was six points all the way. I was so excited when all of a sudden the ball punched loose by a defender. And, oh, man, I, w I tried to stop. I tried to grab it. But another defender grabbed the ball, picked it up, and ran the other way and scored a touchdown. That run would have been a 60-yard touchdown for us one way. Ended up being an 85-yard touchdown the other way for the other team. And in the famous words of Vinnie Barbarino, I felt like nothing. I was so mad and ashamed and felt like I had failed my team that I was even surprised that I was going to get back in the game. But I did. Coach Thornton called me over and said, Mike, you're running the ball. Same play. And then he said, hang on to the ball, Mike. And I did. And I don't remember anything uh, great happening on that play. But I was back in the game and I was back in the swing of things. And I think Jesus reminded Peter that he had plans for him, just like he does for you and me. Sometimes we take ourselves out because of past failures. And Jesus is the greatest encourager, the greatest friend, the greatest coach. He's Lord and Savior, yeah, but he doesn't give up on us. Even Peter's message to the people, this message where he says, repent and be converted, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, can be applied to us. Yeah, we need to turn to him. And if we've turned away, we need to turn back to him. That's what repent means. Jesus wants to refresh us with his presence in our lives. Don't take yourself out of the game. Get back in the game. Get in the game with Jesus. The difference for Peter was the resurrection of Christ, being restored by Jesus, but also the presence of the Holy Spirit in, with, and upon Peter. The same Holy Spirit that we have in us. The same Holy Spirit who's with us, who's in us, and upon us. We don't have to live defeated, discouraged, or mediocre Christian lives. God isn't chasing us away. He's building a family. He's building a team, a church, a kingdom. And you and me are a part of it. I want to pray right now. I want to pray that God will remind each of us of his plans and purposes for our lives. He hasn't abandoned those. He's still working. Not only in us, but he wants to work through us. And so I also want to pray that God would, again, fill us with the power of his spirit so that we can live that life that would impact others around us. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us and your plans and purpose for each of us. Lord, we thank you for this passage of scripture that not only shows that Peter was a man who was filled with power, but was reminded of how much you wanted to use him. And you did use him, Lord, to do great things. And Lord, so we pray that we would continue to just stay in this game, stay in this life of faith with you. And Lord, uh, we also pray for those who are sick, someone out there who might need a healing, that might need a touch from you. We pray that you would touch them and we would rejoice with them for your power and your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us here today uh, on our podcast. 
Hey, don't forget to join us on Sunday with Pastor Greg at 9 or 11 live at Harvest, either in Riverside or here in Orange County, or even at Harvest at Home at Harvest.org. And uh, for you guys, come out, join Harvest Groups. You can check it out at harvest.church forward slash groups. And lastly, you know, we got a car show coming up, and it's coming up on uh, October 16th. And uh, it'll start at, uh, basically, it starts about 7 o'clock. And there'll be hot rods, some classics, some rat rod, some motorcycles. So you can bring a car or you can just show up and uh, enjoy the time together. And this is sponsored by our Valor Ministry at Harvest. So God bless you guys. Look forward to seeing you at church.